Well, while they're getting the stand, um, good morning and welcome to CCC. Um, my name's Greg Gertis. Been here about 18 months um, in Beijing. And, uh, and every time I get the opportunity to talk, the Lord uh, teaches me. And once again, he taught me. I was uh, getting wound up for this, being given this talk. Uh, I want to work hard. I want to prepare. I want to make sure everything's in line. I don't have any slides today. And, um, and I didn't give any notes to anybody, but yet Rick was able to boil my message down into one minute and already give that. And the band has already sung a couple songs that really played into what I'm going to talk about. Thank you, Doug, and the band. You guys are awesome. And the scripture reading ties right into it. So I think, you know, we could just kind of call it quits here and just go with that. And I'm, I'd be fine because I'm kind of tired from this week, but. I think it's important. <laughs> Since I'm up here, I'm going to give a talk anyways. Um, it's good to see some uh, new faces and some old familiar faces who have made it here today. And so I'm um, glad we can worship together. So for those of you who have been here a while, uh, you may recall several months ago, I started a series, what didn't initially start as a series, but it became a series, on fitness. And the first part of that series, and I'm going to recap it for you, the first part of that series was on um, exercising and work. And I brought up a whole bunch of weight up here, and we did a demonstration on lifting weights. And we really, it was really about dedicating ourselves to work, and also the importance of abiding in Christ. And by turning our burdens over to Him, and understanding that only through Him are we capable of anything. The second message was uh, maybe a month ago, and it was on diet. And that one, which was, what we consume affects us. So how you spend your time, your resources, who you spend it with, everything you consume has an effect on you. So today's message is the final leg or the final part of the three-leg stool of fitness. We have exercise, we have diet, and the third part, which um, is a little bit difficult for me, and I think it's probably a little bit difficult for you guys. Um, So before we get into it, let's pray for a second. Father, uh, thank you for this day. Thank you for the people gathered here. Be with those who are not here, wherever they may be, in sickness or in health, and let them be filled with your spirit. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to share this time together in community, jointly worshiping you. Thank you for the music that roused our hearts, and may your spirit continue to rise our hearts now. In the words of your servant David, may the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. In your sight. Amen. So this final message in the series, this most dreaded topic, is rest. Yes, rest is one of the most fundamental parts of moving from being a good athlete to a great athlete. Um, and it's a stumbling block for many and is quite often neglected. I mean, why do I need rest? You know, I'm not a lazy person. And besides, I ain't got time to rest. I'll rest when I'm dead. All right. What you know? Why do I need rest? I'm a machine. I'm indestructible. I can I can handle anything. Um, you know, I can, I can push myself past any limits. I can handle any problem. You throw it at me, I can handle it. You know, why do I need rest? Actually, don't you understand? I need to work harder. I need to get bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, I need to study more. I need to advance more. Why do I need to rest? Don't don't you know that other people are counting on me? Don't you know how important I am? I don't have time to rest. Have any of you guys thought that way? Right? 
Well, probably. And in, but in the realm of athletic training and in life, rest and recovery is very important. And, it's, and I'm going to break it down for you. So there's three parts when it comes to the fitness world and athletics uh, when it comes to rest. There's daily rest and recovery. The second is cyclical or periodic, periodization rest. And the third is seasonal rest, which could also include retirement. So daily rest, the first part. We're going to go through all these. The first one, let's examine rest and recovery. You know what I'm talking about for daily rest. The basic one is sleep. So how many hours do you guys sleep? Six, seven, maybe on the weekend just slip in eight. You know, that's pretty good. Five, right? Uh, college, if you're a college or, you know, student, you know, sometimes it's four hours. You, you sleep on the bus. You sleep wherever you can get it, right? How important is sleep to an athlete? Well, does anybody play tennis or know Roger Federer? Yeah? Okay, let me tell you about Roger. He's been in the top 10 since 2002. So for the last 12 years, he's been in the top 10. He's won 17 Grand Slam single titles, and he is one of only seven men ever to win a Grand Slam. You know what Roger says about sleep? If I don't sleep 11 to 12 hours a day, it's not right. How about Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world, right? He's got the world records in the 100 and the 200 meters. He runs 100 meters in 9.58 seconds. It's about the time it takes you to sit up out of a chair. He's gone 100 meters. I, sleep is extremely important to me. I need to rest and recover in order for the training I do to be absorbed into my body. How about you basketball players? Basketball, LeBron James, superstar, huh? 12 hours per night. Okay, so why does a professional athlete spend so much time sleeping? Because he knows his body needs to recover. He knows if he's going to train tomorrow, he needs to be well-rested and sharp. And, um, so why do we need sleep? There's six reasons, actually, that came from Harvard Medical School on why you should sleep. Learning and memory. So you students out there, sleep helps the brain commit new information to memory. Metabolism and weight. If you're trying to diet, chronic sleep deprivation may be the reason that's stopping you. Safety. Think about all those drivers we see out there who are driving without any sleep, and it gets a little dangerous on the roads out there. Mood. Sleep loss may cause irritability. How many people have snapped at somebody? Yes, dear, I'm one of them. Just because they're tired, right? Just because you're tired. The person didn't do anything, you're just tired. Cardiovascular health. Serious sleep orders are linked to hypertension and heart disease. And disease in itself, sleep deprivation, alters our immune functions. So there's a lot of good reasons why we need a good night's sleep. So let's move on to the second part. We got our day, our, uh, our daily rest. Let's go out and look at our cyclical rest. Cyclical rest. When putting together training programs, you must incorporate rest days or rest periods. Many athletes follow a daily, weekly, uh, or a weekly, monthly, or, or three-month cycles. And, and some of them train only six days a week and take a full day off. Some train seven, but they always incorporate rest into their routine. Not only do they do that, but often in a one-month period, they might have three weeks at normal level and one completely reduced level. Why? Because they know that they need to rest. 
According to the National Academy of Sports Medicine, one of the most overlooked ways to improve performance and reduce injuries and burnout is regularly scheduled rest. The body cannot be pushed to its limit day in and day out without being allowed to recover and rebuild. Neglecting on rest and on a regular basis is one of the major reasons athletes get injured. Rest actually will allow the body to, pro to properly repair itself and increase mental and physical performance of that athlete in practice and in competition. So after resting, the body will be able to handle a greater training load and intensities that would not have been possible without rest. Our third area, our third area of rest, seasonal rest. And yes, we're going to get to the Bible in a minute. It's, it's, it's coming. So our third area of rest, seasonal or even retirement. It has been said it takes about 10,000 hours of focused commitment to be the best at something. This means three to five hours a day for about eight to ten years. This is a full-on commitment, and you need to be at it. You need to be in it for the long haul. You need to be committed that entire time. It's not halfway for eight to ten years. It's the entire time. So, at the end of each competitive season, most most athletes take a few few weeks off to rest and recover. This allows them to refocus and recommit for the year ahead. And of course, after successful seasons, they often hang up their sneakers and they pick up golf like Michael Jordan or they become announcers on NFL like Terry Bradshaw or any of those people. So let's recap. Why does LeBron James sleep 12 hours a day so his body can recover from the abuse and training of the, the night's game? Why do athletes incorporate rest days and cyclical reduced effort periods into their training to avoid injury and burnout and to enable them to peak when it counts? And third, why do athletes rest after competition in the off-season and when they retire? Simply because the job's done, okay? They won the race, they got the gold medal, they got the Super Bowl ring, they got their medal, they're all set, the NBA championship, they're good to go. This makes sense, right? So, in fact, excuse me, I think I damaged this in a minute. In fact, this is how most intelligent people live their lives, right? How you live your life. Seems like a good model for the Christian life as well. You need to sleep because you're working hard for God, right? Day in and day out, and tomorrow you need to work for, hard for God again. And you take Sunday off because God requires it, and good Christians don't work on Sunday, and they go to church. And finally, someday if you work and strive hard enough for God, He will allow you into heaven, you'll be all set. Well, folks, if you believe this consciously or subconsciously, I need to tell you something. You're wrong. Okay? In fact, I think this model needs to be inverted. All right? We need to turn it upside down. And I can't think of a better time to give a message on rest than right now as we're leading up to Easter. So we're going to look at a different model of rest. But we're going to start with retirement first. We're not going to start with the daily. We're going to start with retirement. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. You hold firmly to the world word I preached to you. Otherwise, you would have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you, is of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that He was buried and He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. 
And further down in that same chapter, in 55 through 58, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in, in the Lord is not in vain. You see, Christ has risen. Death has been conquered. Stand firm, my fellow believers, for we are victorious in Christ. We already have the gold medal. The Super Bowl ring is on our hands. We have the championship cup. It's already taken care of. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when you set time, but when the set time has fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because we are his sons. God sent the, the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. So let me take a moment and say that if you've accepted Christ into your heart, you are his heir. You get the reward. It's, it's already ours. If you guys watched the Super Bowl this past year with, Seattle, uh, with uh, the New England Patriots versus Seattle, you remember that. Is Tom Brady, the MVP, the quarterback, is he the only one who got a Super Bowl ring? They all got Super Bowl rings. It didn't matter if they sat on the sideline the entire game or even the entire season. They were, they were, all, they were all part of that team. Why? Yeah, because they were all part of that team. Because of Christ, you are a child of God. You are on the team. You have eternal life in him. Now, that doesn't mean I'm telling you to all sit on the sidelines, but... The point is this, we are heirs through Christ. Christ is your personal savior. If Christ is your personal savior, then the good you've got great news. Now, if if you haven't accepted Christ, I've got good news for you as well. There is hope. John 3:16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. And in Romans 10:4, Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. You see, Christ's death on the cross and resurrection is not to condemn you, and, but is to give us eternal rest, starting right now. Christ said in Matthew 11:28 through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, there is work for us to do. There's work for us on earth. Remember, Adam had work to do. But the burden of our salvation, that's not ours to carry. Jesus Christ is your rest. He is God's provision for our lives. We need to rest from working to save ourselves and downplaying the role of Christ. So can you imagine talking to Christ? Well, you know, hey, that was great that you came to earth as a babe 
and you were tempted in the wilderness and you stayed sinless and you, you accepted all of my burdens and, and you gave yourself as a willing sacrifice. That, that was great, Christ, but you know what? I think I still need to do some good works to you know, balance that out. That wasn't quite enough. I need to help you out. Really, I don't think so. Actually, in the words of uh, Lon Solomon, a preacher back in McLean, Virginia, it's Christ plus nothing. It's, Christ, it's, it's not Christ plus, oh, man, I'm a really nice person. Or Christ plus, I have a good exercise program, so he must, he must really, it's good, that's what's going to help. Or it's Christ plus, I have a good diet. No, it's, it's Christ plus nothing. But Greg, the question is, I don't always feel like I've got a gold medal here. I don't always feel like we're winning all the time. There's some really miserable things that are going on in my life right now. You don't understand. In this past year, one of our family members has been in and out of the hospital. You don't understand. My spouse and I have been struggling in our relationship. You don't understand. My job is demanding. I can't keep up. I might not even have a job tomorrow. You don't understand. I'm out in Beijing all alone, and it's so hard. You don't understand. I'm the parent of, of small kids, and I've got teenagers, and I, and I can't rest. Actually, I do understand just about every one of those problems. And more importantly, Christ does. Listen, folks, we live in a sinful, unfortunately, we live in a sinful world. It helps direct us to Christ, but it is a sinful world. It is trying to break us and entice us every day. Christ said in John 10:33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, you may have rest. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I've already won the gold medal, and you have it as well. So, understand this. Rest, easy. Your retirement plan, your 401k for my American brothers and sisters, has already been taken care of by Christ. He has overcome the world. So what should we do right now? Well, God actually gave us a perfect plan to follow if we go all the way back to the beginning of time, we can, we can see his cyclical rest program. See, in Genesis 1, God said, let there be light, and it was good. And he continued to create things, and he kept on saying, hey, this is good. And then he got to man, and he said, this is very good. But listen to this in Genesis 2, 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, But the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. See, God blessed it and made it holy. And what is holy? It's exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. So Father's creative work was, his creative work was complete. Absolutely perfect. And the father rested because he was exhausted. No, he wasn't exhausted. He was sitting back and he was looking at it to commemorate it. Haven't you ever done something or finished something and sat back and looked at it for your pleasure of the work that was complete and it was being beautiful? You know, here's another point with respect to this God, God picking this day. Father rested before sin even entered the world. Before there were murders and wars and famine and pestilence and trips to the hospital and crying children and overbearing bosses and Beijing traffic and pollution, 
Rest is part of his perfect creation for us. So don't you think it would be profitable for us to follow this plan and maintain a day of rest? For me, I don't care what day you take to decide, but you do need a day. See, we all face the danger of work and our troubles taking over our lives and taking our eyes off of Father. We need a day to evaluate and our thoughts back to Him and our spiritual and onto spiritual things. We need a break from the daily grind of life and time for our families to reconnect and to fellowship as followers of Christ and community. Christ told us in Mark 2:27. Then he said to them, "The Sabbath was made for man. It was made for us, not man for the Sabbath." Listen, God wants us to set a day aside, just like today, as followers of Christ, um, to rest. Now, as followers of Christ, every day is the Lord's day for you and me. One day is not more important than the other day. Every day, it, you need to realize that because of the atoning blood of Christ. You already are wearing a gold medal. But we still need a day to recover, to recalibrate our lives. <clears throat> why, should we commit, why should we follow God's recommended rest plan? Well, I've got three reasons. We need, to, we need re- to reset our eternal perspective. If we are going to walk in power throughout the week, we need to stop and focus on Christ, to set aside time to return to the Word of God. Two, our bodies and our minds need it. Without a break, our bodies break down. God has designed our bodies this way, and athletes understand this. Three, our families need dedicated time. Get your family together for lunch. Call mom and dad back in the U.S. Reconnect as a body. We need disciplined time to slow down and rest and be with our families and remind ourselves what is important. Do you have a day like this in your life? Do you have a day that you can reconnect? If not, I think you ought to look into a lifestyle change. Understand, there's no legal obligation or requirement to do this. This is just a gift, a gift of time that God has given us. And it's come from the beginning of time, before there was any problems. This was his recommendation. And I have some other recommendations for this. We've got the men's retreat coming up, the women's retreat. We've got the sunrise service. These are all opportunities for rest. But, Greg, you don't understand. I can barely make it day to day. I can't even make it a week in this world. And, yes, I do understand. We live in a sinful world and we need to lay each day down before the Lord. See, it's useless, Psalm 127.2, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. So for daily rest, what are we going to do for daily rest? We started with our retirement plan, our weekly rest. What, what are we going to do daily? So you may or may not know, but I work at the U.S. Embassy. And at most of the embassies and consulates around the world, we have a detachment of Marines. They're hand-picked and trained Marine security guards. We call them MSGs. And their responsibility is to protect that embassy 24-7. No matter what happens, they are always on duty. It doesn't matter if it's raining outside or if it's cold or the pollution is high or there's the Super Bowl is playing. It doesn't matter. Why do we have Marines fill this job? 
Is it because they look good in uniform? No, it doesn't. It, well, okay, some people like how they look in uniform. Because we know that no one is getting past that Marine, period. He's going to lay down his life to protect us. So at the end of the regular business day, all of us who are working at the embassy, you know, we come in and we have our swipe badges and we swipe out and we go home. But not the Marines. They work, they eat, they sleep, they live on that compound. And at the end of the day, when we are resting, they are standing post. And guess what? I don't have to think about it when I'm at home. I don't have to think about what's happening at the embassy. The next morning when I wake up and I head into the embassy, guess who's there? The Marine on post. And he says, good morning, sir. And you know, that's a great feeling. And believe it or not, God is even greater than the U.S. Marine Corps. But I do believe he created the Marine Corps. <laughs> so, what is your daily rest plan? At the end of the day, swipe your card and say, Lord, thank you for today. I'm going to check out for a few hours. I'm going to get some sleep. I know you got this while I'm sleeping. And when you wake up next morning, guess what? He's waiting there for you and says, I've got it all under control. So to close this message on rest up, let's revisit, let's recap the three parts. Let's look at our retirement plan. Know that the race is already won. It's already, the, the goal is already accomplished. Christ has the gold, and that means we as heirs also have the gold. And you can live knowing that you don't need to work for your salvation. We have victory in Christ. Next, God designed a perfect plan for us. Follow it, enjoy it, and be revitalized by it. It is holy and it is a gift. Use it to recover and recalibrate your life towards him. Spend time with your family and community of believers. And the third and the last... Finally, understand that every day is Father's. Rest well because God is on the job. Let's close. Dear Father in heaven, we just thank you for this day. We thank, I'm so grateful for the work that you've done in, <clears throat> with the gift of your son. We thank you that we are, because of that, we are... We have victory. I'm grateful for the plan that you made that allows communities like us to get together. Um, even here in Beijing, from all people from all over the world, to just celebrate your spirit together in, in praise and worship. And finally, Lord, I'm just grateful for knowing that each day, even with all the troubles we face, you're in control. We lift this all up to you. I ask for your blessing on this time and on this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen.